La 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 la. Welcome to TSP episode nine. Drew Brees. He's an athlete who wears number nine. I've got a little theory about Drew. You know, he's coming back. He's got multiple ribs fractured. He's coming back three or four weeks later. And the only reasonable explanation is that he's chasing a ghost, just like LeBron is chasing the ghost of Michael Jordan. Drew Brees is chasing the ghost of Tom Brady. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Also, Drew Brees might have his timing down on the field, but he certainly doesn't have his timing down when he speaks out on social issues. Go, Chris. I, I don't even know where to begin because if anyone's chasing anyone, Tom Brady is chasing Drew Brees. Um, Brees has more games than Brady. Uh, Brees is the better all-around quarterback. He's older. And the fact that this guy can like puncture a friggin' lung and then still be able to come back. Now Brady's older. Oh, yeah, you're right. Brady's older by two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see? Look at that. And Brady has him six to one in Super Bowl championships. Listen, this is a team sport. This is a team sport. Just just because he hasn't been able to crush the NFC the way he has wanted to crush the NFC. It's uh you know, he's had a pretty decent lineup around him, but plus Drew Brees is undersized, man. For a quarterback. Yeah, like, he's only you talk about that. He has to like for him to look over his lineman and get that ball over the lineman, so accurate pinpoint. I'm going with Drew Brees all day. So this leads me to my question here, gentlemen. Is Drew's is Drew Brees a racist? <laughs> I, I'm not, I, oh, that's like saying this, this, you know, this is Tom Brady right a cheater? You were like that. That's like answering well, is Tom Brady a cheater. I, so I, in, in the affirmative, I, I, so I yes, John. Are you admitting that uh, Tom Brady's a cheater? No, allegedly a cheater. There we go. I think that um, I, I think that inherently by participating in uh, racist structures, we uh, we all are inherently racist. However, um, we can work at acknowledging and understanding our privilege and our roles. I don't believe that Drew Brees ever really understood his privilege and never really understood uh, the weight of his comments. And uh, I believe that Drew Brees has learned a very valuable lesson. And uh, unlike folks like Erlocker or Brett Favre um, who have refused to walk away from their comments, uh, Drew Brees was willing to uh, not only take a step back, but, uh, to really examine what he said. And this is a yeah. Yeah. I think it's easy. I, I, I like, was a huge Erlocker fan until, you know, quite recently. Hmm. And I think it's easy for us just because we're talking about privilege and the privileges we have, considering we're all white males, that it's, it's easy to look at a guy and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that with his platform. But again, I agree with exactly what Chris said and about, you know, he's acknowledged it. He took that step back and I've re- I just read what his other black teammates have said is like, they've looked him in the eye and when he said this, and they can only take him for his words, and his actions since then seem to have spoken, right? And, yeah. Uh, Kudos for that, for changing so, his mind. So, yeah, I, I would say, you know, it definitely did come across in the sound of that. But again, like, you know, you could tell someone who just puts out a, like a pandering apology or whatever, but his words were chosen um, very carefully. And I think, I think they hit the right notes. And he's a, sorry, <coughs> excuse me, a sincere man. Yeah. All cancer that I've read. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh welcome everyone to our ninth episode of yeah merry christmas yeah wow at least navidad let's uh let's go to uh we we have um there's five of us on the podcast here tonight and uh let's go uh, in alphabetical order tonight so chris um you like drew Brees. uh i like I- you and how are things going this week? <laughs> things are going good. It's it's good to be back. Um, you know, scheduling errors have kind of prevented me from being on the pod the last couple of weeks, but it's uh, it's good to be back. Um, 
yeah, I uh, I love Drew Brees. I I love the New Orleans Saints almost as much as I love the Chicago Bears, which makes it very difficult because they're both NFC powerhouses. Um, yeah, just uh, gonna do a quick plug for um, our uh, merch on that sports.ca uh, our that sports podcast merchandise um people listeners been, you can't see it but chris is wearing one of our t-shirts yeah and a really nice on one. point yes it, it is uh it is drip super is comfortable right now. um oh jeez we uh, we probably only have like 25 <laughs> trying to reach uh, the youth. 25 of these t-shirts left they uh they actually sold better than we thought so Go check it out. We're running a couple sales on Boxing Day. Um, just because why not run a Boxing Day sale? Yeah. And back to you, Alex. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a really sharp shirt. Uh, I haven't yet ordered mine, but uh, the emblem on the left, uh, uh, the left side, left side, strong side, and then on the back, the spoon logo, it's very sharp. And uh, everyone should go get one. Also, the sweaters. Oh, this week the uh, Miami Dolphin sweaters are very sharp. Fins Hot up. Seller. I think we only have one left. It's been the, like, wow. The bl- we got black. We got gray with the colors that I think were the colors uh, that John, when he was born, what, I think his parents. Looks like. Well, I think his parents. Like. That was the color of his uh, his room. The paint they painted the room that color. So oh, that's that's, that's sweet of you to think on. that I got a room, Alex. That's that's, that's very sweet of you. Oh, uh, here we go. John, how, how are you and uh, what's new? Uh, I'm good, Alex. Thank you. Um, not much is new. It's like we were talking about Christmas time and um, it's time for good deeds. You know, people being kind to each other even during this pandemic. And uh, I had a good fortune of um, helping a neighbor of mine. Yearly, she comes at me to help her with put up her Christmas tree. And uh, a couple of years ago, I actually helped her take one down we uh she lives out in the country so i brought my my big axe cut it down for her and uh she fed me cookies and uh, cocoa and it was a very pleasurable time with her that's one of the great things about living in community like this that way you can yeah. just like help people out yeah. first i should admit first couple times i did bring my family but um just yeah you can't always bring the kids along i understand so Listeners, this is a voicemail that I received on December the 9th at 1.40 p.m. Uh, here we go. I don't know what kind of power plays. I don't understand it. Um, you know, your phone usually rings. You probably got some sort of Patriot fight song on your ringtone or Sidney Crosby scoring a goal or some weird Newfoundland or thing on there. I don't know. But answer the phone. It, it vibrates, too, so you got that option. It's a wonderful feature. Just pick it up, you know, press the green button, and we'll have a chat. All right? I mean, I'm going to be using more instructions. Alex, is that any way you can share that to my phone? <laughs> Press yeah. the green button. We'll <laughs> this chat. is buying into a theory of mine that I just love. I, I want that to be my ringtone. Just like press the green button and we'll have a chat. <laughs> Let me know if you need any more instructions. <laughs> All right. That's what happens well, when I you had, go. I, that's what I, happens I, when you go to management too early in life. You're always telling people, you know, I got the instructions. Let me know. I, <laughs> I, I had called you like three times that day. And you weren't answering your phone, so I thought you needed a little bit. And I left one voicemail. Uh, so, all right, I'm done. But sorry about that, Alex. I, I, sorry to the good people of Newfoundland. There's nothing wrong with being from Newfoundland. Uh, Josh, how you doing? And uh, yeah, what's going on with you and the gang over there? Ah, uh, I'm gonna need a minute here. Um, yeah, I'm good. Uh, it's a good week. Um, I was actually on holidays all week, so uh, yeah, didn't didn't really do much. Uh, just kind of yeah, just took a little uh, little breather. So um, happy to be back. Happy to be a part of this. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me uh, once again, uh, guys. I'm glad to be here. Uh, yeah, um, Josh is a very hospitable person. Oh, that's nice of you to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> We're going to jump into our first segment, the 
Miami Dolphins. What? That Why? team with oh. the green. Is it a green? Is it an aqua? Is it teal. a teal? Aqua. Is it turquoise? It's aqua. It's aqua it's with aqua. an orange. Aqua and orange, yes. Yeah. They're facing a team that needs no introduction. They've won six Super Bowl titles since 2001. I wish our listeners could see my face right now. Um, they play on Sunday, right, John? This is a big matchup. Yes. Is it 1 p.m. game? What's that? 1 p.m. kickoff? 1 p.m. kickoff. In yeah. Miami? In Miami, because week one was in uh, was in New England. And uh, I think they just, you know, referees felt they need to kick off the season and Belichick's good graces and blew a pivotal calls. You know, mm-hmm. usually when someone's knee is down on the one-yard line, even before he stretches out, that's not a touchdown. But, oh. hey, in New England, it's a touchdown. So I'm looking forward to 1 o'clock Sunday. Do you think Flores has a, a good scheme devised against Killer Cam? <clears throat> I think so. I think, you know, seeing the fact that, and you've admitted this too, Cam can't throw. Well, yeah, that's right. If you so can just the defense stop has really stepped up. And I think, you know, I, like coming into this season, I've said this to many people, everything that's happening with the Miami Dolphins has just been fantastic for me. Um, it's great coming into games knowing that, like, A, they're competing. It's actually seeing really, like, really good competition and feeling that we have a chance especially after taking the super bowl champs as far as far as we did last uh, as they did last week which was you know those were just great positive signs not not there yet there's still pieces to go and so but i like i like where the dolphins have been trending uh that being said yeah i think so i think the defense has come together as a whole so week one you know that's always week one every team especially with during covid here no training camps no well training camps sorry but no preseason games so I think we're going to see a different defense that's coming at uh, New England for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the Pats in this one. Um, all right. think, I'm running uh, with my Dolphins, of course, playing their D. Do you fantasy. want to make it interesting? What, what are we putting on this game? Uh, well, what do you First you round thinking? pick next year in the, in the uh... <laughs> yeah, we, 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 could, we could go for picks. We could go for that. Or uh, we could just do a nice generally bet, and I will take you out for a nice cup of coffee. We could do it, yeah. A, oh. a coffee of our choice. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And where the other one has to at least spend ten minutes listening to the other one talk about how great their team is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just yeah. why don't we do that. Nice little friendly. Sounds good. Friends here. Sounds good. If my wife decides to listen to this and finds out I'm gambling again, I don't know where I'm going to be. Yeah, you've come a long way. Uh, Josh, we're, we're all I proud jo- of you. I, I heard Josh is hospitable, so whatever that means, might be. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Let's. Uh, Josh already mentioned it. A first round pick in our fantasy friends football uh, fantasy football league. Let's let's go to that. I mean, we're a week into the playoffs. Uh, Jesse, who's not on the pod this week, is beating me. He's got a fifty six percent chance of moving on to the finals. John last night, Justin Herbert balled out and someone else. And John is leading Phil, Darren Waller, who I had at one point. Yeah, and then you, I think you traded him to Rob, and I got him off of Rob. So I needed that. I really needed Justin Herbert for sure because he let me down last week. And, uh, you know, as much as I love two, I kept two on the bench. He had the better week. But, yeah, right now looking at it, when I looked at it today, I'm leading Phil, but we'll know by the end of of Sunday – uh, we're both done. We don't have anyone going Monday or anything, so we're both done. But right now, we both have 50-50 chance, apparently. So, Wow. And Michael good. Thomas is apparently out, which I was looking forward to with hearing Breeze, but apparently he's out now. So so who is Breeze throwing to without Michael Thomas? Um, What's his name? Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders? Sanders. Yeah. yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and that, that's also good news for me because then with Breeze back, Camara will probably get more looks in the – Yeah. In the, in the field, so yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully doing all right. So we'll see. I mean, who knows who's going to be in the finals, so stay tuned yeah. uh, until next. Well, you'll find out, I guess, in the new year um, on TSP episode 10, who who won the Fantasy Friends uh, Football League. A new crowning champ. Uh, and whoever wins, I yeah. think whoever wins has to come on the pod. Yeah. None, none of this, like uh, Craig's, Craig's phone doesn't work. Yeah, but really, who it comes down to it is just going to be either Jesse, me, and well, or Phil. But I don't think Phil will ever come on. But 
Alex, you made a bold prediction that you were going to win this thing. How are how are we looking there? Are I you mean, still I, feeling I, like you're yeah, gonna... I got a forty four percent chance of being in the finals. If you were to tell me in week five or six that I had a forty four percent forty four percent chance of being in the finals, I'd take it. So, yeah, I'm still winning it. Yep, the whole thing. All right, let's go to start bench cut. Let's really get the blood boiling. I got three really good start bench cuts. Shout out to Tim Ganyu. He offered one of these trios, and it's a really good one. So here we go. This is straight from Tim. These are Finnish-born hockey players. Oh, yeah. Timu Solani, Yari Curry, Patrick Laine. Go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm just going to go in that order that you just said. <clears throat> That's actually not Start a bad Stelani order. and go, yeah. go down that way. I just – I got to – uh, Yeri Curry, uh, just because I'm a Kings fan, I'm, I'm going to go with Yeri Curry to start bench Solani, and I'll uh, I'll cut Line. Uh, but that's a that's just from a fan perspective. If I was going objectively, I think I might switch it up. But I can't I can't deny Yeri Curry. That guy was awesome. So Yari Curry had 1,398 points in the NHL, and Timu Solani had 1,457 points. So they're neck and neck. Yeah, but Curry was always on a line with Gretzky, right? Solani was usually, he was the star. You got to put that into perspective. Anyways. Mm. So you're going against your own kind. No, I, I would go with Curry. I said I'm going to start him. I'm just saying. If, oh, you, you did start Curry. Yeah, yeah. I'll start Yeri Curry. Oh, um, I'll listen Solani. better next time. Okay. That's okay. It's okay. And you'll cut Patrick Laine. That's correct. The great yep. goal scorer he is. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Chris, you got a start bench cut on this one? Yeah, I'm going in the same order you delivered it. Um, you, sh- you should have mixed it up a little bit more. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah, you, you, you kind of gave it all away there. Well, I'll try not to give it all away with the next one. I will start Patrick Line. I think he's going to be the best goal scorer out of the three of them. And I will bench Solani and cut Yari Curry. You think Line is going to be the best scorer? Goal scorer out of the three? Yeah. Then Timu Solani, really? Yeah. Well, you got a lot of faith in him. He's kind of streaky, though, isn't he? He kind of goes quiet there. For Mark Bergevin is listening. Just sign Line. That's all I yeah, sure. ever wanted. Yeah. Um, the next start bench cut is. It's, sorry, I'm I'm, ju- I'm still just thinking about this. It's really hard to uh, to play this when you're talking about like you know two legends of hockey versus uh, what twenty year old. Let's look up Patrick Laine's stats in his first couple of years here, guys. Let's make a case for the guy. Because it, it, you know, if, if if we're talking about like Finnish national hockey players. You know the the list the list is getting longer and longer, but you know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So Patrick Line came into the league in 2016. Um, in 70, 73 games in his rookie season, he scored 36 goals. He's followed that up with 44 goals, 30 goals, and 28 goals. So 138 goals in only 305 games so far. Yeah, he's good. Sure. Although it's it's good to point out the fact that like him and Solani both played uh, for, for the, the same team. Yeah. You know? So yeah. here's a good start bench cut. We've um, we've already primed our uh, our wonderful listeners on this one because we sent out a couple uh, really good graphics that Chris created. Um, Chris is basically in charge of our socials, so thank you to Chris for all the work on that and the website. Oh, no problem. We, you know what? We've been having some really great interactions. Um, at the end of the episode today, we'll announce the uh, the winner of the tote giveaway that we've been running. So stay tuned for that. Very exciting. Here's a good start bench cut. Yermir Jaeger, Tom Brady, Manny Ramirez. What sport are we playing here? There's all three, if you hadn't noticed. We've got actually no hockey, this, baseball, <laughs> curling. Football. We, got, we got a sweeper. <laughs> we're gonna go curling. We got a skip. Right. No, we're, yeah. we're 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 in this episode. We're talking about 
celebrity softball games. So <laughs> you, you are the manager of the celebrity softball team. Who are you putting up there? Okay. All right. Give me the options again. Jagger, Brady, and Manny Ramirez. Here's a question. Did Manny Ramirez, did he ever dope? No. I go Manny Ramirez, Yager, see you, Brady. That's because I always liked. It's his not antics. surprising that I always like Manny that. being Manny. I, yeah, and I saw this one clip. He was in uh, just recently. He was in Boston. He was in like a Starbucks. Some guy was wearing a Ramirez jersey, taps on the shoulder, and he's like, "Hey, that's a really nice jersey." And the guy didn't even not know who he was. And I tell oh, you, wow. as really not, I would know who he was. And I was like, "Wow, like that." He doesn't look that much different. Just a little more rare. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. The best part about that is that Buddy was like, "Who the heck are you?" Like, who the fuck do you think you are talking to me? Just tapping yeah. me on the shoulder. And the guy, like, was, like, generally pissed off. And man, yeah, he's like, like, oh, okay. that's just a nice yeah. shirt. Right, yeah, cool. yeah so that, that's my order. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Interesting. Anybody else? So, just on the celebrity softball, I'm going uh, Manny, Tom Brady. No, it's not celebrity softball. Can stay, can stay on the bench. Uh, but... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I would. Um, I, I, I'd have to go uh, Manny, Yager, and then uh, bench Brady for the what? for the sole reason that like. Wait. So Yager is cut. No, no, no. Y- y- Yager's benched. Brady's and, uh, yeah. Brady's cut. Brady's cut. Okay. Yeah. It, that that's a difficult call. But the thing is, is that. Uh, I don't know, dude. Brady's still technically in his prime, and I hate to say that. Wow, thank you, Chris. That the, there had there hasn't really been a decline of Tom Brady yet. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's just weird whenever somebody says something nice about Tom Brady, you just thank the person who said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't I don't get any I. I I, I'm going to go with Jagger. I'm going to say, well, I'll start Jagger because he's kind of a beast. He could do pretty much anything. He's still playing hockey. I get like, like if we're going with Jagger today, yeah, he's probably slower than Jagger in the 90s. But uh, Jagger uh, still is still Jager. playing. He is still playing. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 40, um, 48 years old. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. Probably. That sounds about right. Uh, and then I would, uh, I'd bench Ramirez and I would cut. Tom Brady, just because I don't want the controversy. If we win, I want to know that we won, you know, without any of these little. Yeah, because you you wouldn't want to cheer for a team who had, you know, controversy with certain things as they won Stanley Cups. Wait, who? (laughs) Like what? I don't know what you're referring to. Like drug mules, stuff like that. Well, the drugs aren't going to help them. It wasn't like (laughs) performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. Controversy, though. I don't know if that's controversy at all. It was wrong. They, um, they didn't. You, Josh, do you know where Yarmir <laughs> Jagger stands in career points all time? No, I, I wouldn't have those numbers. Can uh, you take it? You want to take a guess? A points? Points. All time points. I don't know. What does he got? What do you got on him? Tell me. He's the second. I, he has the second most points of all time, just behind Wayne Gretzky. And who's behind yeah, him? Yeah, I believe it. Mark Messier. Mark Messier is number three. Yeah. I believe, yeah, you won a lot of scoring titles. I have a question for Josh. Oh, hi, John. Hey, Josh. Who is your all-time favorite hockey player? Like, I'm talking all-time. doesn't have to be current. They could be current, but, like, all-time. Yeah, uh, Luke Robitaille. Luke Robitaille. Yeah. Interesting. Did he always know, play, and he always played for the Kings? Do you know that Yari Curry no. has more points than Luke Robitaille? Well, this is, this is where yeah. I'm getting at, Alex. Luke Robitaille is well, number 22nd in all-time points leaders. Do you know who's above him in all-time points? Like a good, like good ranked above him, good over like. Somebody we him. talk about quite a bit. Who's Bye. going to now win the Stanley Cup and bring it home, Joe Thornton. That's great. Joe Thornton. That's great. Number 14 is, on the all-time list. Thank you, Alex. Yes. That's uh, exactly now, John, who's your Just favorite it. hockey player of all time? Well, my favorite hockey player of all we're time. We're not going to give me a time to respond. All right, keep, keep going. This is Wayne great. Gretzky. <laughs> well, well, and he's number one. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Who do so you play we'll, for, we'll, John? We'll, we'll circle back. <laughs> and broke the nation's the sharks, heart. I'll tell you that much. Uh, 
So here's a hockey question. Um, so, so we talked earlier on a couple of, like, I think it was earlier episodes. We, Alex, you were asking us who we think is, would win the Stanley cup. We were going through, right. Um, I would like to change my answer one day. Oh, uh, because listening to you fellas um, has been educational. <laughs> Today on my is the day. <laughs> that day has been ed- Today educational. Today is the day on, I change my, my answer. <laughs> Let's go, John. To you know, it's been educational listening to you guys. Um, I learn a lot uh, as not really being a hockey guy. Uh, but when when will the Seattle Kraken? become a legit franchise is it this season? next season it's next season so there's not going to be this one it'll be next season because mm-hmm. i'll put it out right now i will 100 cent be a krakenite wow crackhead <laughs> crackhead, crackhead. Yes. well i was trying not to go there but yeah uh i'll <laughs> go for uh i'll be all of you on board with the, the kraken for sure right on I, if they get what vegas got i mean like like Vegas, like the way they were able to, what well, you could protect. I think there was like five or six players each team could protect, yeah. um, and then they ended up putting together one heck of a team. If they pull the same thing How off, how pissed would yeah. you be if Drew Doughty goes? There? Drew Doughty would be the only player they protect in LA. Everybody, they'll even okay, protect no. them at uh, okay, like age like, thirty-five. Calm oh, down there. So. so how, but how pissed would you be if they if they did it? Um, at this point, you know. I, yeah, I would be upset. I wouldn't be like you know as upset if Tua got traded there, John. You know, I would I would be upset, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, be like, upset if Tua got traded there. He's isn't he like half, the not even half a season? Like it's what? No, I mean like he's not a young prospect. He's established, but you know we've got some guys well, like he's, he's, Quentin he's Byfield established is, as a. Yeah. Uh, the real question is: <laughs> Is there a way that the Montreal Canadiens can fall out of the league and then come back as an expansion team and get? You know, no way. the 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 same treatment as Vegas or Seattle. Is there a way that could happen? <laughs> just just yeah, like move no. the team, then come back. And yeah, move sure. Move to Quebec City and then yeah, just, just go go to yeah. Hamilton for a couple of years <laughs> and, yeah. and come play, back. Play yeah. Cops oh, Halifax. Halifax needs something out there. Thank okay. you, John. You, you East Coasters need something out there. So we need go to Halifax for. We need something too. to battle alcoholism. Yeah, yeah, see what it's like, and then come back. I really good. Well, wasn't there calls. the wasn't there the Fredericton Mooseheads or something? Uh, there's the Halifax Mooseheads. Oh, the Halifax. Yeah, Moose they're the Heads. they're the Quebec Major Junior team. And then, yeah. uh, then the the St. John's Maple Leafs. The St. John. We, we, the St. John Sea Dogs. Yeah, we, uh, we we gotta have some people on to talk about those uh, those old uh, St. John's Maple Leaf seasons before they moved the team uh, to the Marlies down here. Do you know what the best team name was? Cape uh, Breton had a. Quebec major junior team called the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles, and Marc Andre Fleury was the goalie for them. Wow! Mm. So, and and right now we're right back to uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. So uh, who, well done, I, everybody. I, I gotta say, you have to admit that Vegas is probably the Golden Knights, probably the most successful expansion team in sports history. I mean, the Panthers. I feel like in their first or second season went to the Stanley Cup final. The they Florida had the same Panthers, coach, didn't they? Didn't the Hurricanes trick out like when the Hur- when Carolina got the Hurricanes? Didn't they do well their first early couple seasons? I feel they but won they, a cup they, in two thousand seven. I want to say the Hurricanes, but that 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 team was moved, right? The Hurricanes was a team that moved Hartford like Whalers. Team, yeah, yeah, a team that just started up. The Florida Panthers and the Vegas Knights were those teams because even Colorado came from Quebec. That's so, right, and then that yeah. that year. But you're right; they didn't come out then, of thin air. Like yeah. the Columbus Blue Jackets, they just sort of popped up, right? They just started the team, but they didn't get half of what. Which the, was what, weird to me why Columbus, Ohio, got a team, <clears throat> not Cleveland, just because. Guys, for the love of everything good, could we stop talking about hockey and move on? To something <laughs> <else>? <laughs> okay, well, I want. Why don't we talk? I'll, this is not a hockey cares. podcast. We, we, we uh, <laughs> talked about the East Coast. Why doesn't Halifax get a CFL team? Because the CFL, I don't. It's irrelevant. Isn't it just a nightmare to get like hold sports on, teams that's, in that's there? A, that's that. That's a. That, that's a. That's a big statement. statement. That's, that's not a, irrelevant. They're not. It's not irrelevant. If you want to look at like Hall of Famers in the NFL who have come from the CFL, Doug Flutie. Who who else? Warren Moon. That's the first one yeah. that comes to my mind. Warren, Warren Moon. Moon. Yeah. And, and then Warren your boy Moon's- Cameron Wake. Cameron and Warren Moon's passing, uh, like his, his NFL passing record stands, but also his all-time passing includes uh, the yardage from the CFL. Mm. Yeah. 
So there you go. There, I don't know. There, we, there's we a could... database for multiple leagues. And the, the, here's athletes. the thing: too. Warren Moon should have gone to the NFL, but because he was a black quarterback, he couldn't. So he. Yeah. Hmm. What, okay, here's a question, and I'll uh, I'll uh, give a shout out to Brad Sider on this one. Uh, which league do you think is more overtly behind the times in terms of how they treat their players, i.e., racism? The NFL or the NHL? NHL. NHL. Is that yeah, and and, and here's fine. my here's my theory. I would tend to agree. I think the NFL. Um, players are way too expendable like it's just an, you're not you're another number but in the nhl i mean it grew out of rural canada largely and it most started mostly white and so they just have they're trying to to diversify but not nearly hard enough um that's just my quick thoughts on that what do you guys think um i i i would say that the that the nhl it's a culture problem with the nhl it's a culture problem of uh, that you know really kind of stems from this country where uh, we don't believe that we're racist, um, but the racism is uh, you know so clear. And if, if especially if you look at the the sheer amount of talent that is within Indigenous communities and the sheer underrepresentation of Indigenous uh, Indigenous athletes in Hockey. Shout out to hockey. Carrie Price, the greatest indigenous athlete of our day. Yeah, uh, you know, I, you know, we, we can come right back to Ted Nolan. Why isn't Ted Nolan a coach? Ted Nolan's not a coach because he's indigenous. The problems that Ted Nolan had were, you know, n- nothing compared to what other people go through and do and whatnot. But it, because he was indigenous, he couldn't, he can't get a job coaching in the NHL anymore. Do you guys remember how hard Jordan Tutu played? Yeah, he was yeah. one. I was just waiting. He was he yeah. was the one that really comes to my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Was, uh, yep. Well, his brother was apparently better than him, but uh, never made it to the NHL. I think he committed suicide before mm. he got there. But also, hockey isn't hockey isn't accessible. Hockey. Yeah, is, that's right. That's uh, right. You know, yeah. it's it's less accessible than it was for us. Right. It's becoming, that's right. It's becoming even more and more uh, like a country club golf type thing. Like, Like, yeah, you you could go, you could go pick up, you know, uh, gear at play it again sports and, you know, you wear your cousin's shin pads, you get a pair of pants off someone else and and you go out there and you got a stick from Canadian tire. Yeah. But like, you know, what kid's going to be showing up to Timbits hockey with a wooden stick? I remember I had a nice Sherwood. It's a good stick. Yeah, it's uh, it's becoming more and more inaccessible for yeah, for people. and and there's not enough uh, well, people it's, willing it's, to. It's just, it, and uh, you got people starting their kids skating at at like two or three. Yeah, like they got hockey programs right. for two or three. I started skating when I was six. Five, that's usually around the time where guys are just starting to get out on the ice. Right, but it's become so. And like I'm, I'm at the point now where like my son wants to start playing hockey, so he's he is like he's in hockey. He's gonna start. He's supposed to, except COVID has delayed that, I guess. But, um, but I mean, he he took skating lessons. He's not a strong skater. I just want him to have fun. But I'm how can, honestly, how can you evaluate if wanna... he's a strong skater? He's what is he five, four? Yeah, well, he's just yeah, he can't. Yeah, he can't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not criticizing him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. He's, he's, you know, he's got to pick it up. You're um, no Paul Coffee, son. <laughs> no, but uh, he's gonna, you know, I, I don't, I don't really want to deal with the parents. At, I'm terrified to just have someone come up to me and start talking to me in these rinks because I don't want to, you know, get in a fight or go to jail. Because I so think Josh, it's just chances are, yeah, you might Why lose your you job over parent? over Charlie. At a Charlie at Charlie's what did you hockey say, John? <laughs> That's rich. <laughs> John asked a question. I'd like to address. <laughs> Anyways, uh, guys, uh, we can yeah, move on. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got one more start bench cut, and then we'll move on to the rest of the show. Um, Thought we were done here. <laughs> I was ready to wrap. Here we go. This is oh, this is good. Drew Brees, 
Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Start bench cut. Go ahead, John. You lead us off. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. I'm terrific. Man. I'm terrific. Yeah, this is, this is a tough one um, because there's only two in my mind. Um, you know, for, for a while there, I actually really wasn't that high on, on Peyton. Um, but, ah, man, this is tough. I think I would go – I think I'd go Peyton Manning, start Peyton Manning, bench Drew Brees. Tom Brady can just go and – Live in his mansion with his model wife somewhere. Probably care. Chris, you, do you have the same list or you got a different one? Yeah, I, I have the same list. I, um, man, I did not like Peyton Manning for a long time. Um, and I don't know if it's uh, SNL. Me, me just looking <laughs> yeah, then back. I watched yeah, my I, I, I was just going to say, it, it could be his like his post football career that's like kind of humanized him for me. But uh, yeah, I would start Peyton. I would uh, bench Drew and I would cut Tom. However, I've heard a great story the other day uh, from Tom Brady about Peyton Manning, how uh, Tom's first start as quarterback at Fox Row after um, Bledsoe was injured. Uh, Peyton's with the Colts and comes over uh, while he's warming up, uh, running his roots with his receivers and comes up and sticks his hand out and says, uh, you know, hey, Tom, I'm Peyton, you know, good luck today. I know this is your first start, you know, and uh, yeah, quarterbacks, visiting quarterbacks don't do that. And uh, did Tom respond with LFG? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Right from the get go. He knew who he was. He was yeah. Yeah. Le fucking goat. Yeah. What, <laughs> what, what's, what, what's LFG? Let's effing go. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he responded with. But uh, yeah, so that—that's what I would do. Uh, start Peyton Manning, uh, bench Drew Brees, and I would uh, cut Tom Brady. Um, yeah, that—that's a really tough one. But Tom Brady's no one's backup, so uh, yeah, yeah, he's got to go. See you later, princess. So I will start Tom Brady, obviously. I will put... It's really tough between Peyton and and Drew. I will... Hmm. I will start Drew Brees. I will bench... I will start Tom Brady. I will bench bench Drew Brees, and I will cut Peyton Manning. Um, Josh, you you got a thought on Manning, Brady, Brees? Uh, Not... Yeah, not not uh, you know, I, I'm not an informed opinion or anything, but uh, yeah, I think you know, based on just a PR, uh, you know, perspective, I probably would start Manning and then, uh, like I don't know, Brady and Breeze. I mean, it's tough, right? Because it seems like everyone's talking about Brady. Either he's the greatest or he's the worst. Breeze draws a lot of attention to himself too. So um, I'd start Manning for sure. I I don't know. I'd bench. Breeze and I'd cut Brady just to tick you off, Ali. I guess I don't know. You know, yeah. one of the things about Manning is like this guy. Like Manning is a smart player, and he's easy. Like he's a all smart three of dude. them are really cer- like he, cerebral. When he went though. to Denver, Sharp and guys. Denver legalized marijuana. Peyton Manning bought a shit ton of Papa John pizza joints. It's a true story. Oh, the foresight, huh? Smart man, smart man. Josh, I didn't do any World Junior prep. I know the World Juniors are starting. Uh, is it Boxing Day? Um, Christmas Day, actually. Yeah, oh, it starts yeah. on Christmas Day. Pretty yeah, exciting. Is that? Do you know much? I mean, Canada's one of the contenders, let's say, and usually yeah. Russia, U.S., Finland, uh, Sweden. Yeah, that's all true. Um, yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be. You know, there, there's a few players for team Canada that couldn't play, or there was some controversies there, but I'm excited about it. I mean, I, I can't wait to see um, King's prospect, Quentin Byfield, see what he can do for team Canada. He's again. big, so, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like Lindros. Uh, also Austria is in it this year, which is kind of cool. They're in the other group. Oh, but, uh, the Von Trapps. Oh. Yeah. We're going to see uh, on the Barbie. <laughs> 
fine. That's the wrong. That's a, right. a demo <laughs> reference. That's, that's, that's a mid nineties comedy yeah. right there. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sunshine yeah, State. We, 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 we Denver. The Sunshine State. Or no, sorry, Colorado. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. I can tell you that like Kopitar's dad, I think, is still coaching the Slovakia team. Mm. Or is in charge of it or something like that. So yeah. they could be good. Yeah. I uh, I think the goalie that Canada's gonna end up going with is the what they assumed was their third stringer, maybe. Uh but he's from Quebec and I think he's really good. Don't don't ask me his name, but I think he's gonna be the starting goalie. You're talking about the Garand guy or the Gauthier guy? I'm guessing the second name you said sounds more French. Yeah, I, like I, I think I I, I think it's Gauthier. Like oh, G G A U T H I E R. Yeah, it's it's Gauthier. Gauthier. Yeah, it's probably right, Chris. That's one of the pluses of growing up in northern Ontario is that uh you have a firm grasp on uh francophone last names. Now are you are you a part did you grow up in the part of northern Ontario where you had to constantly tell people how much snow there was? Or is it the part where there's just so much snow that it's a regular part of life and you don't really need to talk about it? Yeah, you just don't need to talk about it. You just uh, you just plug your car in before you go to bed and hope for the best. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's the true north, I guess. Well, strong and free. Uh, let's go to... So Jerry West... Um, had this voicemail we've we've had a voicemail already on this podcast but jerry west um there was a voicemail that some media outlet i think it was tmz got to it and they released it of course and it was to my understanding when Kawhi leonard was uh leaving toronto well we didn't know if he'd choose the raptors or the clippers um and then do you remember the weekend where people were pretty sure he was going to the lakers to join lebron and anthony davis and Jerry West, the gist of the voicemail was something to the effect of, um, yeah, thank you for calling. So I think he was talking to someone in Kawhi's camp, and he said, yeah, I don't think uh, Kawhi will end up choosing the Lakers, uh, going to that shit shit show. Um, and then he said something like, you know, Kawhi would maybe be the best player on the team, but he wouldn't get his name in the paper. Um He'd just be under uh, some other guy's shadow, which is obviously LeBron. Um, so he was confident that the Clippers would get Kawhi, and they did get Kawhi. But then the Lakers won the title. So it's an interesting voicemail. It makes me really like Jerry West, um, given that he was a Laker legend, and now he's an executive with the Clippers, the team that has never won in L.A., but the team that Kawhi is trying to take to the championship. So, anything uh, with that, fellas? Well, not only is Jerry West a legend with the Lakers, but he's he is his silhouette is the logo for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he did spend some time. He was actually pretty instrumental with uh, with Kobe when when Jerry West was uh, executive with the um, with the Lakers, and I believe then he went he was up in Golden State, and then now he's yeah he's with the Clippers. I think I think there was a point to that. Um, when he said it was about it being a shit show because you know any kind of experiment with uh with lebron with that bringing in bigger names like anthony davis and you know it it looks it looks like that in the year before before anthony davis came it was kind of hard and all that other stuff so yeah i think the lakers have been like you know and it's it's in la it's the main team in la right like spices where you want to if you like the clippers or not but it's the lakers um so yeah, I th- I don't think he was far off on that comment because I think I look at it as he was probably right. Like putting Kawhi in there with LeBron, I don't think would have worked. I think yeah. pers- like I just don't. I think I think their games are somewhat similar, uh, big dominant kind of kind of players, and I, I don't I don't think that was work. So I think that's why he felt confident with. Uh, I think there was no everyone knew Kawhi wanted to go back to LA, so I think that was. That's how I view that comment a bit. I still remember my wife waking me up at like three in the morning and telling me that, sharing, showing me the tweet of Kawhi going to the Clippers. My heart was breaking, but I was thankful that it wasn't the Lakers. Then I went on to Amazon and ordered myself a Clippers jersey. 
Yeah, it's not that funny, guys. I know. <laughs> I guess Josh just makes the jokes. Um, we've got our Quaalude Awards to give out. You um, say Quaalude? Quaalude. Oh. <laughs> Dante Hightower's real name is Quaalude. And he was such a timely linebacker. Just came up with the most timely plays. So our most timely play of the week goes to... John. Yeah. Who do you got? Who do you got? Most timely play of the week. Well, there's a couple because, you know, part of me, I was thinking I was going to touch in on uh, Xavier Howard, uh, quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, that he has uh, more interceptions than, than most teams in the single season and how he picked off Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes threw two interceptions in one game as opposed to last year. I believe he only threw two all year. So I was going to do that, but I'm going to switch it up a bit. And I think we, I don't know if you've heard a lot of athletes in, in football, um, there's a thing they could do my cause and it's for their cleats. So they, they get their cleats for game day, decorating the cause that they, they want to, they want to support. So this, this award goes out to Detroit's own uh, Matt Stafford. Who uh, his wife has been known that like she uh, she's battled uh, a certain kind of cancer, so I thought it was kind of cool that uh, last week he made his cleats uh, for his wife Kelly. So I'm going with Matt Stafford on this one. So Chris, do you have a Quaylen Award from this week? No, I'm I'm kind of fine with just that Matt Stafford one staying as okay. is. Josh, do you have a Quaylen Award from this week? Yeah, Matt Stafford, way to go! I was actually going to go with that Xavier guy. <laughs> Just to throw John off, but uh, yeah, no, that Matt Stafford works for me. So my Quaylen Award for this Bring your week game next week, Josh. My Quaylen Award for this week is uh, is how the how Major League Baseball has done the right thing and included thirty four hundred players in the Negro Leagues um, as recognized now as Major Leaguers. So it's about time. Uh, yeah. So they, the Negro Leagues went from 1920 to 1948. So it's, we're only uh, 72 years overdue for this. So um, it's, a, it's a big story and it's, yeah, it's incredibly well-deserved. It's, it's a week of Major League Baseball doing the right thing. You know, uh, between, between uh, Cleveland opting to drop, their, to drop their name, Major League Baseball uh, acknowledging the the Negro Leagues as part of Major League Baseball is, uh, you know, it's about time yeah. for it all. It'll be interesting. Uh, are they going to be the Cleveland baseball team, just like the Washington football team for one season at least? Uh, the the difference is, is that uh, Cleveland has had more time to be thinking about this and, um, you know, more time to uh, – to lead up to the season than the red uh, the Washington football team did. Plus, I'll probably put money on it that the owner of the Cleveland baseball team is not such a douchebag like the owner of the Washington football team. So. Uh, they 100%. should call themselves uh, the Cleveland Rocks. That would be a good team name. Uh, well, it would it, be too close to the Colorado team name, but... Um, yeah, that's true. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's something along those lines, to be honest with you. Listeners, we've come to the part of the podcast where we give away things. So just like Oprah, we're doing it. Um, yeah, you get a toad, you get a t-shirt, you get a sweater, you get a limited edition new era fullback cap, courtesy of our friends at Gluttons and Drunkards. So um, Chris, yeah, who, who's, yeah, who's winning the toad? Who, this is, the anticipation is killing me. The winners of the tote, apparently it's a brother and sister who are listening to our podcast from Peterborough, Ontario. Uh, Molly and Sonny Smith-Anderson have, uh, have won themselves a TSP tote. Um, they, if their mom or they can just DM us their address, then we can get that uh, ordinance sent right out to them. Well done, guys. Yeah, well, well done, Molly and Sonny. Well, that sports. Well, thank you guys uh, for being a part of that sports podcast, episode nine. Oh, we sincerely hope that uh, everyone has a wonderful Christmas with 
those you love and all you listeners out there thank you for in your same household in yeah do not don't screw this up for everybody so <laughs> stay home and thank you for listening this has been super fun i think we our first episode was october 27th i was looking so this has been a good ride and we're gonna our next episode is gonna be in january we're gonna do a lead up to the super bowl so that will be exciting Am I getting that right, Chris? Were we going to do one more episode before that? Yeah, our, our next episode is uh, is going to be episode 10, and it's going to be a two-parter. It's going to be a two-part episode, uh, not to be confused with two separate episodes. The first part of the episode is a deep dive into Jesse Ho's life. The second part of the episode <laughs> oh, is geez. the same thing for Josh McClement. So. Yeah, and, oh, uh, and, and then we're going to do a Super Bowl special that uh, focuses in on... Uh, anyone whose last name is graham and uh it will be it will be a special that is just focused around us wow a three hour special at that uh, a three, three hour, hour tour yeah a good falsetto this is uh steve benjamin's song a laughing heart thank you steve for giving us your music and check him out on spotify apple music or wherever you find your music merry christmas Overflow.